Hello, welcome to the Gentleman Makers Shedcast, episode 31 for Friday the 1st of October 2021. Gosh, October. <laughs> Autumn's arrived, hasn't it? Goodness me. I think I shivered in the night and it's been very wet, very windy uh, and generally less pleasant outside. It's nice and cosy in the shed, at least I expect it would be. Of course I'm not in there, but you knew that. There's no fooling you, dear listener. What's that? Particularly a bit of my arm. Charlie the Shed Dog is present. He is currently entertaining uh, entertaining a lady. No, that's not quite right. He's entertaining <laughs> um, a large piece of cloth that is his comfort blanket. He's uh, whispering sweet nothings into its weave out on the landing just beyond the door, which is open. If I shut it, he'll only bang on the door, so to speak. Where have we been? What have we done? What's the week look like? Well, I expect my week has looked very much like your week. Certainly if you're in the UK. We'll get to this in a while. Um, Saturday, I fetched Adam uh, using the MX-5. We'll come to that in a minute. On the understanding that I'd be able to find some fuel. Uh, There are eight stations en route to Adam's house. Uh, No fuel, not one. Not one had any fuel. They were all shut, no fuel. Uh, I got got Adam anyway. And we carried on to Bexley Heath uh, to go and visit my mother, Adam's grandmother, and thinking, well, there's loads in Bexley Heath. No. (laughs) None there either. Um, We particularly wanted to go because mum was offering me a bread maker, uh, which is fantastic. I've made about six loaves in the past week already. Uh, grand cost, excluding electricity, two hours worth of electricity, of 17p per loaf. Yes, I created a spreadsheet and worked it out. <laughs> I'm using plain flour, not even using bread flour, and they're coming out perfect. Very pleased. A Panasonic. If anyone's looking for a bread maker, this is a Panasonic. It makes a lovely loaf, and uh, it's very hard not to eat all of it the minute it comes out. Uh, Sunday. <clears throat> Adam and I looked at um, some rusty spots on the MX-5, which is called Frog, by the way. Nicola named it Frog. And it was highlighted in the MOT that it would need looking at in the near future. And the front chassis rails have a a rust spot, same both sides, uh, just ahead of the front wheel. And uh, hello, Charlie. (laughs) It looks like um, we'll be taking him off the road for a, a couple of days to sort that out which we would have done had we been able to get some diesel for the regular car. More of that later. Uh, So after having a look and deciding that um, we take him off the road properly to do this, drop the anti-roll bar, etc., to give more clearance, uh, take all the underpan off just to make life easier for the grinding and the welding, possibly take the wings off, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, More of that when we do it. Uh, Following that, we drained my motorbike tank of the fuel I'd put in there, which amounted to one uh, little green plastic can. If you can have plastic can, but you know what I mean. A fuel container. <laughs> and we put that in the MX-5 in order that I could get Adam home again on, on Tuesday and take him Monday to Aeon Sports Cars, where he did some more work experience. He's back at college doing uh, electrical work this year, which would be exciting for him, understanding all the electrics on a motor car. So yeah, I took him to Aeon 
And I can't remember what else I did Monday. I think I spent time in the shed, did some lasering, etc. And a little bit of digital time up here. Uh, and then Tuesday, again, took Adam to Aeon and came back and did some more digital things. Listen to some, trying to catch up on, on other people's podcasts. Especially diff Maker's Waffle. <laughs> Very hard to catch up on podcasts that seem to last about a day each. <laughs> but they're very entertaining. Um, I'm nearly caught up. I'm nearly caught up. And yes, we, I managed to get Adam home with the remains of the fuel we had. Uh, I, no, I put £15 worth in. Yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah, I went and put £15 worth. I found a fuel station that I could reach with the amount of fuel I had. Uh, I had to put £15 of the good stuff in. More of that later. Uh, took Adam home and, and managed to return on fumes with lots of coasting down hills, etc. So I didn't waste anything, not a drop. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday was a day of more digital happenings up here in the office, looking at um, uh, a website for me, and lots of admin tasks, and, and looking at shop things as well, and uh, having a tinker with some ideas that we've already come up with. I'm just outlining them working out the costs etc for some new products we're going to make Thursday and that was yesterday wasn't it coffee time we've got some really nasty coffee it's come from um, Lidl Kenyan coffee yeah don't like it but I'm still drinking it yeah. straight through an ashtray this was I think <laughs> yeah th Thursday yesterday I went off to help my friend Jeff uh, I, again I assumed I might be able to get some fuel because there was very little in the MX-5 it's only 14 miles to Jeff's house and he'd hired a van because he wanted to move things. He's moving. He sold his farm. He's moving to Dorset. So he wanted to put uh, some things in storage locally uh, until he needs them in his uh, new home. So he, he, he'd hired a Luton Transit. So I popped over there and we, we half-filled that with the stuff and put it in his storage unit in the, the glorious town of Battle, not too far away. And uh, then we got back to Jeff's and had a cup of tea and a sandwich. Then we drained his motorbike of fuel. <laughs> He's got a 1975 or 76. It's an N plate, Enridge. Uh, BMW 600cc uh, bike. It's a gorgeous thing. You, you, you can see that it's a motorbike. There's, there's no unnecessary elements to it whatsoever. Fascinating looking thing. I had to sit on it whilst it was in his workshop and it's very comfortable, quite upright, which is nice when you're old. Less weight on the wrists. My bike is more sports bike and it's it's a bit tough on the wrists now <clears throat> so yeah we drain that fuel again another little green container full shove that in frog uh, which enabled me to get home again otherwise I'd have been living at Jeff's house because <laughs> he's rural where he lives currently his farm is in Beckley which is the middle of nowhere and there are no fuel stations within at least five miles of his house more planning required when you live out there you think, even though I live rurally, there is a petrol station 500 yards away. It's the only one in the village. And I think from now on, I'm never going to run the car down to almost zero. You just take it for granted that you better fill up on your doorstep. Oh, what's that? An alien in my mouth. <clears throat> uh, Friday. Today's Friday. Well, this morning I've been doing some administrative things as well. Uh, working on a few things for the shop. And... Uh, my nose is running now. I'm going to just pause for a minute. I'll come back. And I'm back. I've got a slightly runny hooter. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the winter. <laughs> the autumn. It's not winter. Come on. Seasons, man. Seasons. 
I do have a sore throat, which I've had since yesterday, so that, this is hence the the deeper radio voice, and we won't go into trying to be a radio DJ. Uh, yeah, Friday today, I'm in the shop this afternoon. It is currently 11.29. I thought I'll record this, probably get time to edit it. Um, then I can uh, whiz off and do my afternoon stint in the shop. I know it's Friday, I normally do Thursdays, but we're having a shift around. Uh, we all, We rely on volunteers, we're all volunteers. And it's not always possible to get volunteers at the beginning of the week. So having, having a shift around and those that that can work when they can work. We'll, oh, hello. Messages from Jeff. <laughs> we're, we're working out how to get his stuff down to Dorset, where he's moving to. Which looks like a bit of a mission. Uh, Adam's coming along. He doesn't know yet. But he's coming along because he's young and fit. He can keep me awake whilst we drive the van down there. <laughs> uh, topic. The topic is what's going on? For overseas listeners, uh, the UK is having a transport issue. There is insufficient heavy goods vehicle drivers in this country by a, around 100,000, apparently. And whilst the supermarket shelves have been suffering a little, and the biggest impact in the past week or two has been a lack of fuel at the fuel pumps. But this isn't actually down to a lack of drivers because it happened very suddenly. It's 100% down to some government idiot who fuelled the media suggestion that some petrol stations might run dry. So, like any sensible country, the great population of the United Kingdom jumped in their cars and whizzed off to petrol stations to fill them all up. So you can guess what's happened. Demand suddenly, inexplicably, outstrips supply in the same way that toilet rolls were a commodity at the beginning of the pandemic. We're still in one, by the way, everyone. Remember that. Masks, please. And uh, consequently, lots of fuel stations ran out of fuel because they obviously budget or schedule deliveries based on demand. So suddenly that demand skyrockets and the supply chain, understandably, can't keep up. You're demanding too much of it. So that yes, that's called the, this is the media a nationwide panic, with all those idiots rushing out, believing everything they hear and see on the news, and the knock-on effects of that really have affected those most in need. Um, personally, I have a fuel budget of forty pounds a month, and if I'm using my diesel, that's enough. That covers all the journeys that I need to make, and then I know at the end of the month. I'll have another £40 to see me through the next month. Of course, I've been having to use the MX-5, which is not the most fuel-efficient car in the world. And on top of that, because it was made in 1999, as well as paying a huge amount of road tax for it, it uses the same amount of road as a brand-new Mini, for instance, that's free, um, I have to use actual petrol, not this E10 stuff. E10 would not be good for it. So I paid a premium when I put £15 in, well, I paid £15, that's what I had. So I got less fuel for my money, because I had to buy the good stuff, which is 20p a litre more expensive than regular petrol. So I'm not happy. I think a rant on on uh, cars is, is a, <laughs> a complete topic on its own, which might come sooner than expected, I think. Where's my note? There it is. Yes, my, uh, the diesel car, of course, I can't use because I can't get fuel. Our station just at the end of the road here, 500 yards away, has been out of fuel for the entire week. 
there's only enough fuel in the diesel car to get to that station. I, I do not want to chance my luck going anywhere else. There's another two stations five miles up the road. If I drive to them and they haven't got any, that's another five miles back on an empty tank. And I don't want to be the idiot at the side of the road that's run out of fuel because I underestimated my journey. No, thank you. And we must think of all the the nurses and carers, uh, the emergency services, uh, all the businesses that are essential in that nature that don't have reserves of fuel at their depots. They're unable to do their jobs. And a dear old friend of mine urgently needs to get to Wales because of a family issue. He can't. He can't get fuel. Like me, he lives rurally, and there are no options. If your local station is out, you're not going anywhere. We don't have any public transport to speak of out here either, so that's not an option. You could ring for a taxi, I suppose. They have a similar problem to me, and I don't want to pay for a taxi. It'll be too expensive. As usual, of course, the government and the media seem to have conspired to create this uh, misinformation chaos. Uh, our transport minister, a chap called Grant Shapps, probably completely unqualified to have anything to do with transport. I bet he gets the bus to work. He was adamant at the beginning of the week that there was no problem and only 2% of fuel stations could be affected and that we should carry on about our business as normal. From my point of view, the, the journey to collect Adam and go on to Mums, 100% of the eight fuel stations I pass on that route were empty. And it was clear to me as I was undertaking my journey that Grant Shapps, a minister, a man in government, a man responsible for the running of this country, he'd lied. Put simply, if I'd known the true extent of what was going on, I would not have undertaken my journey. He led me to believe I would be able to get fuel. This is the state that we're in. Hello, Charlie. <laughs> now, I like to walk around the village. I, I don't, um, don't drive unnecessarily. I like driving. I enjoy the freedom and the mobility it gives and the opportunities to collect things that might perhaps be difficult to carry if you were on foot. But I do like to walk around the village. I can walk to our, our local and largest supermarket. They built a Sainsbury's at the opposite end of the village by our station. I can walk there in half an hour, and that's no real chore. We have a couple of small shops in the village that are a few minutes walk away, and a farm shop down the lane, which I can see if I look out the window. So we like to get all of our goods locally. But having a car for the larger things, out here, it's an essential. I wouldn't even begin to guess how I could get to a supermarket that's cheaper than Sainsbury's, without using a car. I think what hasn't helped a great deal either is social media. Uh, I'm looking on our local chat on Facebook, and the minute the suggestion that one of the stations locally has any fuel, that information gets shared widely, therefore creating the rush to go and get fuel, increasing the panic, uh, thereby that fuel station that wouldn't normally see customer XYZ is now having extra fuel tanks to accommodate and therefore again that throws out their regularity in their schedule of deliveries so they run out sooner. I think it's about time we sharpened our pitchforks and walked up to Parliament and gave all those idiots a jolly good prodding. They are not fit to represent us to run this country and it's about time we did something about it. Quite what that is I don't know. I'm, I'm no Guy Fawkes. I would need to be organised. I don't think I am, am uh, capable of starting a revolution on my own. 
Now that revolution might come in the form of the next election. But so often in this country we we get a little bit yellow-bellied when it comes time to make decisions like that and we cave and the chaos will carry on. And it's very difficult, to be honest, to choose between any of the parties that stand any chance of being elected. That's just two of them, of course. We shall see. We certainly can't carry on like this. We are, what are we, the fourth richest nation in the world? Fifth richest nation in the world? Not out here in the sticks. We are scrabbling around trying to buy things just to perpetuate our existence, to enable us to go to work in some cases, to enable us to go to work, to earn money, to pay tax, to keep the country running. Hmm. I wonder where all that money's gone. We don't see any of it. Anyway, that's the rant. I'm 19 minutes in. I'll edit the gaps out. And uh, any bonking noises that Charlie has made bashing into the door. All right, puppy dog? Yeah? So next week's sharecast might involve a little bit of making. <laughs> I'm going to do some between now and then. So until that point, stay in. Don't waste fuel. Be safe, everyone. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. <coughs>